TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 425, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have a lot of guests. Uh, this is Kyle from uh, NoReruns.net and also the TV Times 3 podcast. This is Tom. I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. This is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. This is Peter. I live in West Hollywood. This is Aaron. I'm an actor and writer from Los Angeles. Hi, this is Yusun, and I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. Yay! Thank you, guys. I, I hope this makes up for the fact that I was gone for Comic-Con last week instead of doing a podcast. And speaking of Comic-Con, we are going to review uh, the pilots that we collectively saw at Comic-Con to let you give you a sneak peek of the coming shows in the fall, which, you know, it's rare. We rarely get to do, so I'm really happy about that. And, but first off, let's start off with the news. I have that uh, the TCAs as well as Comic-Con happened this last week, so we have a lot of it. Uh, Amazon has canceled The Patriot after two seasons, The Romanoffs after one, Too Young to Die Young that I've never heard of. Uh, also, Amazon has renewed The Expanse for season five and Carnival Row for season two before it even airs. But yay for The Expanse. I'm very happy. That means they get to do book five. And what show? Uh, Carnival Row. Carnival Row uh, had a bunch it's of It's like press. the steampunk fairy with Orlando Bloom starring, but they've already renewed it for season two before it even oh, premiered, wow. which is good. Well, that means that hopefully it is good. Yes. Uh, Stars uh, is doing the spinoff for John Wick called The Continental, and it will be set many years before the movie. They've also ordered their version of Dangerous Liaison to series. Very Woo-hoo! weird. That's that's <laughs> weird though because I mean I I just it's supposed to be a prequel and I I just oh the Continental I, one no the the um the Dangerous, Dangerous Liaison. Liaison yeah it's and I what? don't know exactly how they're going to approach that how um, many how many years they haven't said, they, they haven't said. they haven't said about Dangerous Liaison they just ordered it to series. Weird. My mouth is watering yeah. though because I can't wait to see those French Rococo dresses. Oh, that's, <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Apocalypse Now has been canceled at Stars. I don't know. Now do they, do, now, do they get, now Apocalypse? Yeah. Do they get Idris Elba? Oh, okay. I, I, you messed up my joke. Then I was going to ask if they if they got Idris Elba to announce that they are canceling the Apocalypse Now. <laughs> 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 oh, you guys doubled up on the joke. Nice. <laughs> Um, HBO Max is in the works to make a reboot of Gossip Girl because that is their first, because I guess all the streaming service has to have original content. And what I'm the like, heck is, what the heck is HBO Max? HBO it's Max, Warner, go ahead. Go it's ahead, the Warner Media streaming service. You're right. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be all the Warner Brothers shows plus HBO thrown in. And Got it's it. the one that's going to be like $25, which is ridiculous. Got it. It's a stupid name. They should just go with Warner Brothers. Yep. <laughs> I agree, because it doesn't explain what it is. 
Because uh, everyone yeah. thinks, hey, HBO, that's where I go to watch Friends. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, Hulu's news is they have renewed Handmaid's Tale for season four. And Amy Schumer is getting a comedy series called Love Beth has been ordered. Um, HBO, not Max, is considering um, doing one or two more of the Game of Thrones spinoffs since the prequel has the pilot has now wrapped shooting in Northern Ireland. That doesn't mean it's cut. It just means they finished shooting. Uh, that was Nat- pretty fast, though, I gotta say. Well, not really. Yeah. They've been shooting for about a month. That's about right. For an entire that's a long t- that's No, a long it's just time. for the pilot. pilot. They just did the oh, pilot. Oh, for just the pilot. Just oh, the I thought- pilot. Oh, I assumed that it was for the uh, the. No, they didn't season. order. They didn't order it to series because Game of Thrones, if you remember, they shot the pilot it was terrible? and it was terrible. And, <laughs> and once they saw it, they they recast and reshot the pilot. So they just yeah. shot the pilot for the prequel. Uh, I'm sure they'll cut it together, get a bunch of opinions, and then decide if it's going to go to series or not. Um, Nat Geo is adapting uh, the guest of the Ayatollah for the Genius series. Or at least from the genius creator. Uh, Tom, you have news. Yes. ABC, How to Get Away with Murder Season 6 will be its last. Also, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7 will be its last. Oh, I knew that one. Amazon picked up the boys for Season 2, and they are halfway done shooting Season 2 already. Wow. Uh, wow. Amazon also canceled Forever and Lore. AMC has picked up I F feel bad Lock- about Forever, though. I really do. That was a good show. Somebody else told me it was not a good show. But anyway, continue. Sorry. AMC has picked up F the Walking Dead for season six. F the Walking Dead. And Nosferatu for season two. FX has has, uh, given a series order to Jeff Bridges' drama, The Old Man. FXX renewed Archer for season 11. HBO picked up Los Spookies for season two. Uh... Chloe Sevigny, Alice Braga, and Kid Cootie are going to star in Luca Guadagnino's, he's the guy who directed Call Me By Your Name, series called We Are Who We Are. And Insecure will end with season four. Hulu, Orville is moving for from oh, Fox to Hulu yeah. for season three. Oh, NBC right. has yeah. given a series order to a new comedy from Tina Fey and Ted Danson. The Will and Grace revival will end after next year's season three. I knew that too. Uh, okay. Kenya Barris and Kid Cudi have teamed for an animated series based on his new animal, new album, and they have canceled Designated Survivor, She's Gotta Have It, and Tuca and Birdie. What, Stars Netflix has, did? Okay, yeah, okay. Stars has also greenlit Power, Book 2, Ghost, a prequel <laughs> series which will star Mary J. Blige. Didn't, wait, 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 didn't, uh, uh, he's also greenlit another show, not just, it's called Mafia Family. It's supposed to be about a black mafia family uh, that 50 Cent is doing as well for, for stars, which I was like, how is that different than power? <laughs> it but doesn't anyway. have Mary J. Blige. Okay, go ahead. Uh, TNT has renewed Animal Kingdom for season five, and TV Land has renewed Younger for season seven. You know what's so weird is all the news that I got is from the TCA and then all the news you reported is from Comic-Con. And I was like, I was at Comic-Con. And so all those, most of those news things, I sort of like found out through osmosis. So it's, it's so strange. Anyway, sorry. I was having flashbacks. All right. Let's start off with the show. Speaking of Comic-Con, we're going to do our pilots. And the first one we're going to talk about is Batwoman, which has the most kind of superhero buzz around it. 
and uh, I think at least three of us have seen it. And I'm going to ask, did it live up to your expectations? Did you have any expectations? Tom, hit me. I saw I ended up seeing it twice. I really liked it. I like, um, why am I blanking on her name? The star? Ruby, Ru- Ruby, Ruby Rose. Rose. Yeah. I like Ruby Rose as Kate Kane. Um, my buddy who, who uh, saw, saw it both times with me knows follows the comic more than I did. So they did make some changes from the comic, but I thought they were decent changes. Um, I like the cast. Um, it's interesting that this is the first time they're doing a bat Batman type show without Batman that actually feels more Batman-y. <laughs> if, that, if that makes it easy. Yeah, well, because Gotham, he was a kid and he didn't uh, he really wasn't Batman and Birds of Prey. Yeah, so all of the, and so this one, she actually puts on the suit. And what's weird is in the first episode. When she puts on the suit, it's basically Bruce's suit that's just made a little tighter, and it looks weird on her. So I'm well, actually wait, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to when they adjust the costume for her and make her Batwoman costume. And and uh, Bruce's suit was hideous to begin with. <laughs> it's like seriously, if you're going to do a Batman show without Batman, at least make the bat suit look decent. <laughs> it, yeah, it looked weird, and then when they it made it, gross. it skinny for her. It looked her head looked all strange. But I will say, I am not a fan of Ruby Rose. So when I heard that she was doing Batwoman, I was not happy or impressed. But I have to say, after I've now watched it, she did a good job. I, I, I I'm, I'm grudgingly admitting that she did a good job and I'm in it now and I want to watch more. And I really like the story of her and her girlfriend at the military academy. I thought that was some interesting storytelling and I, it got me invested in her character and in her romance because I could easily have not cared about that. But they did a really good job with that and they they set up the season. The only thing I'm not sure how I feel about... Uh, Alex. Oh, Luke. Yeah, he's 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 played as comedy relief, and I know he's supposed to be the genius thing, but I'm just I'm kind of tired of the black sidekick character being the comedy relief, and he just he's yeah he's Lucius Fox's son, and he I understand that, but it just eh. he He should have more gravitas in that. Yeah, I I don't disagree. He is a comic book character. Um, I, I the second screening I went to is when they had the showrunners there. What's interesting, in the comics, it's supposed to be West Point, but the problem is, because of time, <laughs> because because if you backdate it to when the showtime would have put her there, they had to make it something else besides West Point, because Don't Ask, Don't, Out, Don't Tell had been repealed already. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, I, I, liked, I liked what they did. I thought that was still, it was still pretty good. It felt very poignant, and now. Um, but any, did anybody else see it? Okay. okay, guess. Do you know where you've seen Alice before? Alice, who's Alice? Oh, Alice, the oh villain. yeah, the villain. Uh, no, I, she looked very familiar. Tell me, she where was in it. another. She was in another Batman-related show. Uh, she was Dinah on Birds of Prey when she was much younger. Oh, I wouldn't have remembered her from that because I hated <laughs> Birds of Prey. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, she's good. She's a good villain. I, I, I like her. Yeah. And one of the things the showrunners brought up is they were trying to figure out when to do the big reveal. And they thought 
the network was like, we should, should we do that at the end of the season? And they're like, no, <laughs> we did do it right away. Well, because it was so, pretty obvious, I felt. Like, so I'm glad they did it when they did it. Well, we won't tell you what the reveal is, guys, but it's a... But that will be, that will form the arc of season one. Right. And I don't even know if it's that big of a reveal. Like, I was like, meh, but whatever. Uh, let's move on. I was going to say overall, thumbs up. You guys should check out Batwoman. Yep. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Pennyworth, and that actually premieres this weekend. So you may have already seen it, which is great. So we don't have to worry about spoilers. Um, so for Pennyworth, it is also a Batman-esque show, but instead of going forward where Batman has gone away, we're going back to when Alfred Pennyworth was a young man before he started working for the Waynes. In an alternate timeline. Well, it's done by the what? same people. It's done by the same people who did Gotham. So it's a weird alternate. Re- like Gotham was a weird alternate reality where people had cell phones, but all the t- televisions were tube TVs, and it was all weird. And yeah, it is. It is very alt. But then uh, when you think about it, I mean, there is no Gotham City. There is no, you know, it's it's like it, it, the whole thing all always takes place in an alternate wait, reality wait, from our no, own. Right. So they just go wait, whole hog with talking- it. Are, wait, are we talking about like the people in in stocks in the street and the yes, yes, yes. Because I was the, super the, confused, and I literally paused. The dirigibles right. flying yes. around, right? The fact <laughs> that people in London, like Bobby's and the Queen's Guard, have yes. guns. <laughs> yes. No, it was so weird because I actually paused it rewound it and then i actually paused it and jumped out of it because i was like am i watching the right show i was like maybe i hit like play and i was like what show am i watching and um yeah and then i thought like is this a dream sequence and then i just accepted it but okay i just wanted to make sure that's what we were talking about (laughs) definitely alternate universe got it yes um so I will say my first impressions are I like the guy playing Alfred Pennyworth. I think he's yes. nailing it. Very much. I think the Very. guy playing uh, Wayne, Thomas Wayne, Stop. is terrible. <laughs> Why are you not letting me say my sentence? <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> he is terrible. He is just, it's like he's in a different show than everybody yeah. else. Uh-huh. And it's like yeah. he thinks he's in a play. And he's playing. He's playing to the audience at the back of the room, and there is no back in the room. And he's also playing it super campy. And yes. I'm like, why? Yeah. Everyone else is playing it a hundred percent real, yeah. and he's not. Um, well, most of them. I the, the one who plays the um, the blonde evil uh, agent. Yeah, she's over the She's top. clearly in her own in her own place too. But I think part of the problem with the guy who's playing uh, Thomas Wayne. Wayne is that it is painfully, even though his accent is good, it is painfully obvious by his body language that he is American. English. He yeah. is not an American remotely. Yeah. And and okay. considering that Thomas Wayne is supposed to be uniquely American, it it's just it it kind of grates me. It's like it's like someone should have you know, gotten a, a real American to play the role, or at least somebody Seriously. who can get that kind of attitude. We always hire Brits to play Americans. Why couldn't they get, like, an American, actually, to just play yeah. an American? Because yeah. it, it's just, his body language is, like, a thousand percent British. See, yeah. I didn't even notice that, and, like, when I was talking to him at Comic-Con, that was when I found out he was British with his <laughs> accent, because, to me, he sounded fine when I was watching the episode. No, no his but, accent right. is good. It's the body language entirely that gives him away. Right. It does. Yep. It does. Well, you know, it was funny. Um, I loved 
the pilot. Um, I did have to restart it halfway through and put subtitles on because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, see, but I love that. I love that. I was listening. Paloma Faith is the one who plays Bet Sykes, the blonde, and I uh-huh. love the sheet. Her language, her the way that she speaks is so rhythmic. I was like, okay, they're speaking slang, and I don't know what in the world they're saying, but I'm loving it. So when I put the subtitles <laughs> on, I followed it. Uh, very clearly, and I, I could have used subtitles when in the press room when she was talking. <laughs> yeah. She talked the same way. Oh really? Like, oh my god! Yes. <laughs> but she was great, who? though. I mean, as who? as over the top as she was, I love yeah. her character. She's just fantastic. Well, she uh, brought energy to the room, unlike Thomas Wayne, who sucked it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I love her, and I also I also love um, the parents. Um, the parents were fun. Parents. Yeah. They were my favorite moment, the living room smackdown. Oh, I did oh not that's great. The parents to bust out. I was like, they're brawlers. I love it. <laughs> so I, I well, you, that, that added a, another element to it for me. Actually, I want to I want to riff on that because that's actually to me a really not necessarily pivotal, but a really, re- I don't know, revealing or I don't know, uh, mm-hmm. scene for me because it really to me brought home the tone. That it yes. was like, it's going to be gritty, but we're also going to be funny. But yes. like in a very dark way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not that that was the first time they did it. It just sealed it for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was the whole show was, I didn't know what I was get, getting into, um, you know, and and I first, like we talked about the alternate reality stuff. So I was like, is this steampunk? Is this, what, what are they, where are they going with this? You know, um, and I mean, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, but I still didn't know what to expect from it. And I was almost like walking on a, a, like a rickety bridge. I was like, what's happening here? Am I going to fall through? Is this, am I going to make it to the other side? You know, what's kind of happening. And then when that scene came on, I really was like, oh, I'm going to love this show. I was like, it's, it's going to be dark and gritty and real, but it's not going to take itself completely too seriously. So that scene for me kind of brought it home in terms of, I'm going to like the show. I understand the show now. And I, I, they're doing a nice job with the humor darkness for me. All right, so, well, yeah, well, I, cool. I liked it really from the beginning because they have the, yeah. the retro 60s thing down. Yeah. Pat. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, the weirdness of the show really reminds me so much of the Avengers. Because mm-hmm. the Avengers had yeah. that, you know, I mean, oh, you're yeah, talking about the other Avengers. Okay, yeah, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, okay. not not Marvel. Patrick, um, Patrick yes. McNe. Got and, it. Yeah, and Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg. Yes, yes. Good call. Good call. They had that kind of vibe. It was yeah. like it's. It, I mean, absolutely saturated in in the time period, '60s, yeah. but with this weird sort of, you know surrealist streak running yes. through it this absurdist kind of yeah. vibe we, we gotta we gotta wrap this one up here, here here's my issue uh-huh. love most of the <laughs> cast love the production design i don't trust bruno heller after gotham <laughs> all right let's on that note we're gonna wrap this up and i think overall we're saying we liked it oh yeah yeah, yeah. so i think I'm we're all gonna to come back chance. yeah we're yeah. gonna come back and give it a shot all right next up we're gonna talk about prodigal son and that's one that most people probably haven't seen here. I think it's just three of us have seen this one. Um, and it's starring, oh, God, the guy from Walking Dead who plays Jesus. What Tom Payne. Tom Payne, thank you. Starring Tom Payne and Michael Sheehan. And it's served by the fact that Michael Sheehan is a veteran actor and he's amazing. And he his the, the, the point of the show is that he's a serial killer and he's known as the, the doctor and he, Kills people in horrible, horrible. The surgeon, I think. I saw the 
I saw the trailer for it. I haven't watched the actual episode, but so, I did. I, I did see the the pilot. I know you were in the room with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I forgot. I wasn't that impressed. I know. I'm about to get. Let me finish the the setup. So the the premise is that he's been he gets caught uh, when Tom Payne's character is like ten or eleven years old, and. He goes to jail, blah, 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 and they have a really odd relationship. As he's growing up, he still visits his dad in jail, and his biggest fear is that he's going to become a serial killer like his father. Uh, but instead, he you know, he works for the police, he works for the FBI, all this other stuff. But we're supposed to get how unhinged he is and how unbalanced he is and how that fear of him falling off the edge and becoming a serial killer is so real to him. The problem is Thomas Paine isn't that layered. He, mm. he, I mean, I thought he was fine as Jesus, but he is not a leading man. Like, I could tell that very quickly. And it, it, it really does a disservice to a show that could be good, but he's all over the place. He's, and, and I could, it's like I could feel him acting and trying to get a grip on the character and just not quite getting there. Like sometimes he's super manic and sometimes he's super depressed and sometimes he's he's just like he's so all over the place that you as a viewer don't understand his character. And the show doesn't really solidify until the second half when Michael Sheehan becomes the older version of him, like becomes a character. He needs to go to him and get advice about a case. And once the two of them are together in the scene and Michael Sheehan becomes like the lead in that sense the show's great. So the second, so the last like 20 minutes of the show is fantastic. The problem is the first, you know, the first bit where it's all on Tom Payne's head and it, and I think he falters. So what did you guys think? I'm sorry. Were you speaking? I I just woke up from the nap I took during the pilot. (laughs) I personally, I personally, I saw this like six weeks ago at the ATX television festival and I really enjoyed it. It was way funnier than I expected it to be. There's a lot of humor mixed in, which I was expecting to be more straightforward drama, but it definitely has a lot of humor. Um, I didn't realize that was Jesus till after I saw the episode because without the <laughs> hair, he he just doesn't look the same. And then, um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, it reminded me a little bit of Hannibal at the beginning where, uh-huh. where he's like the the guy who has this like weird ability to like connect with the serial killer and and people are looking at him odd at the uh, at the crime scene. But yeah, I, I didn't have any of the problems you had with it. I just found it enjoyable throughout. And okay. I'm de- it's definitely one I'll be watching in the fall. Okay, that is the exact opposite of me. Okay. Uh, Tom, <laughs> Andy, what did you think? Oh, you said I, no. I, You're not going to watch it either? I, no, no. Michael Sheehan's great. Nothing else is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, if I'm wa- if I'm going to watch it at all, it's because I'm such a fan of Michael Sheen because I love him. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't surprise me that his his bits at least stand out. Although one thing that I heard that was interesting, especially in light of the fact that you said, Libya, he's so weak. Tom Payne is as the lead is that he is actually they recast. I know from, uh, uh, the guy oh, from Iron Fist. Called? Uh, Finn Jones. Who's um, also weak as a lead. Yes, which I mean, I don't know what they were thinking of to begin with, but they went to the trouble of recasting the show and reshooting maybe. And 
uh, to get Tom Payne. So you'd think they'd at least know what they were doing, and apparently not. That's very surprising. Well, he might Tom not Payne was the recast? Yes. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, wow. He, but they may not have had enough time for him to really get into the role. It could be that he's much better in, like, the second or third episode because... Mm-hmm. He was a last-minute hire and had to quickly jump in. And some of us will never bother watching. <laughs> I, I, I will give so because I, because Kyle's review. I will maybe I was just I don't know. I saw two, and I think it was possibly comparison because I had just seen Batwoman, I had just seen Pennyworth, and then I got hit with this, and I was like, no, this is not as good. And so maybe I was just comparing them. Um, I've also had six weeks to not really think about it. So maybe maybe it's worn off and I have like these golden memories of it. But... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I might watch another episode just because I want to see what the balance is of Michael Sheehan in the episodes when we have a full episode now that he's kind of, not exactly on the team, but they're using him. Um, if he's in the episodes more, it's the show works when he's in it. It totally works, but uh, and you're right. He did my uh, Tom Payne very much felt like he was searching for the role. He hadn't nailed it. Like he didn't know his character yet, and so his performances are all over the place. And so maybe by the second or third episode, he will have settled into the role. That's quite possible. So all right, I'll say take that. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Nancy Drew. And when I say we, I mean Tom. You're the only one who saw it. It's Nancy Drew by way of the CW. Um, here's the thing. There are things to... Com- it, it, it owes a lot more to Veronica Mars than the actual Nancy Drew books. I do like the cast quite a bit. Um, the, the version they showed us has still has Freddie Prinze Jr. as the dad, and they've recast him with Scott Wolf. Evidently, it was an amicable parting, so maybe he'll show up as a guest star. Um... The, lead, the leads are great. Uh, there's five basic leads. Three are women, two are guys. Uh, there's two Anglos out of those five. And then her love interest is a black kid, or mixed race probably. And then uh, George from the books is Asian. And then another female character is Middle Eastern. I wish they had ended the first episode... Definitively, it you know the mystery is ongoing. I don't know if it's going to last the whole season or a chunk of the season. Is it a good mystery? It's okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, it seemed more like it was a one episode mystery, and the fact that it ends with a cliffhanger, it's like, oh, great. Okay. So I don't know. I, you know, it's the, these actors seem a notch above your typical CW actors for the most part. That's so, good. We'll see. All right, uh, and the, then. Go ahead. Nancy Nancy won over the audience when she told them the actor playing Nancy won over the audience when she told them that she was playing D and D when she got the uh, when her agent called and said that she was going <laughs> to read be re, read for the part. She so knows, the audience is like, she understands Comic Con. Yeah. Um, all right, next up, uh, you want to talk about Evil, which is on Evil. CBS. Evil is the new show from Robert and Michelle King, who brought us The Good Wife and The Good Fight. And it stars Mike Coulter, who recurred on both of those shows and was late more more recently of Luke Cage. And more important, Michael Emerson from Lost and more recently Person of Interest is back as a bad guy. And it's kind of it's got some courtroom elements. It's got some procedural elements and it's got this supernatural 
supernatural uh, bent. It's good. There is a couple. There are a couple of you know pretty intense kind of scary moments in it, and it's got a good cast. Solidly, I mean the Kings know what they're doing. Uh, CBS just upped their deal with them, so I'll be watching that on Thursday nights. Oh, and supernatural element sounds. I would not have thought of that for a procedural, but okay. Well, ba- basically, Mike Coulter investigates either mir- miracles and also demonic possessions for the Catholic Church. Oh, okay. And so they, um, he hires the female lead to kind of. She she was a um, a witness who would debunk places of demonic possession, and just you know the guy's faking it trying to get off you know trying to avoid culpability but this has some really interesting twists and turns and again you see her dreams slash nightmares and it's kind of intense nice and there are demonic characters involved Mm -hmm. it sounds like something that I would watch I probably would I I think it's up your alley alright next up we're going to talk about the 100 and I know we don't talk about that that much on this podcast, but I'm actually I've actually been watching this season, which I know goes against my credo to never watch the 100. But I have repent not repented reconsidered. We have caught you. We got you. I guess. So the last two episodes, the the big thing that's been going on on the 100 is that Clark has been possessed by what is her name. Not Jennifer. She shares the brain of Josephine. Josephine. I was close. So so for a while you thought that Clark was dead and Josephine had taken over and it was a whole thing, but then you find out that there's both they're both in there. And so the conflict for the last couple episodes has been who's gonna end up in control of the body and if you're watching the show, you know it's gonna be Clark, but you don't exactly know how it's gonna happen. And it was pretty good. Like I, I give them credit that they put us on a nice wild ride. Um, and then you have the conflict of what's going on at the camp. I don't know if you call it a camp, the city, whatever, village, uh, where yeah. they've captured everyone because uh, the little girl, oh, God, I don't know everybody's names. Uh, she went nuts and, and, and killed people. But because, Maddie. Maddie, yeah. Cause, but then because she's a black blood, they want to use her as a host, so they can't kill her. So they're going to kill everybody else and burn them at the stake. And it's a whole thing. And, uh, I, I mean, they're right. The town is right in that bringing in the people from the 100 is bringing in people who are much more violent and, um, fighters than they are. And they should have never done it. And that's true. But yes, the people, but they're murdering people I, and inserting their own brain in not it. That's pretty disag- murderous also. I'm not disagreeing. I was about to say their version of violence and murder seems more civilized because they get the people to walk in voluntarily, but it does it's still the same thing. Um Brainwashed. Yeah. So I really think that they're they're kinda gonna get their just desserts, but I actually think it's hilarious that uh uh Clark is really trying to be like, well, we've always just killed everyone. Can we just only kill some people this time? We're gonna be better. And I, I just, I want to see how that all falls out because I feel like, no, you're still going to kill everyone. <laughs> like, that's just how you guys roll. Well, uh, I, in fairness to the show, and, and I'm putting some faith in the showrunner, Jason, I think his name is Rothenberg. Um, the whole 
the whole the end I mean you didn't watch you you didn't watch the middle seasons and and but I do believe you watched the you know, the few episodes before the season started and the point is you're right like I actually I want to interrupt here only because I'm a faithful watcher of the show. I've watched every season, even the crappy ones. Um, And I was I was objective enough to admit, okay, these are crappy. But um, I still there was still enough to like about the show. And I had faith that he would bring it back. And my faith was rewarded. One of the things that I really liked about the show is, um, you know, they they use the, you know, the trope of time jumps and this and that. But both times they did it really well. They reset the series each time um, and this time, and you've mentioned this before about how Clark was annoying or getting annoying or is annoying or whatever. Um, and they were even able to reset her as a character, um, which, you know, I was less annoyed with her than you, uh, but sure. It, it even kind of graded on me. And I thought, where are they going to go with her now at this point? Um, so, you know, and they're honoring their promise to Marty and they started that like in season three or four. So this isn't just a, let's try to do better. Like they've been trying and failing. I know, failing terribly, miserably. Um, you know, and and with a culmination of you know, you know, degrading into cannibalism and and, you know, and forced you know all the you know um, fighting pits and stuff. So they kind of went in the wrong direction. Um, but that to me just makes the journey even more powerful, if you will. I mean, it's not a powerful show necessarily, but it surprises me. I think for what started out as a super annoying teen drama you know of let's throw them on earth and you know post-apocalyptic something something uh to me it's really matured into some great questions about morality some some really solid writing excellent acting um and some really poignant scenes i think to me i've always said it even through the crappy scene uh, crappy seasons the relationships are really kind of what keep me coming back. Are, are but you trying to sell that, this show to the other people listening? I thought we were just supposed to be reviewing these episodes, please. No, no, because we haven't talked about the show in so long. And you did a really good job of just kind of hitting all the bullet points of like the last three episodes. You know, this happened, well, this no, happened, I wanted, this happened. I, no, I really wanted to talk more about uh, what you, where you thought it was going, especially with Bellamy um and his sister well, okay. I thought that was really poignant yes well i mean that's a perfect segue then because we are talking about the relationships and stuff so yeah they even brought that back i mean it was really poignant and also for fans of the show uh you know they're kind of inching towards however you know a belly crawl it is towards uh clark and bellamy kind of getting together finally you know um you know so i thought the the power of their relationship um, you know, his his uh, devastation when he thought she had died. Um, and then the uh, the um, the salvation or the, you know, forgiveness of of uh, Octavia, his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree with you. Yeah. All of that was really moving. I wondered actually even more than what you were wondering about. I wondered how they were going to bring Octavia back into the show. How are they going to redeem her? How is she going to get her and redemption? I don't even know she's really redeemed. She's just more... She is. She had that epiphany and that anomaly. That's I, I mean, I know the redemption. Rest of no, no, no. I, I, I meant spiritual, her own, like she forgave herself. Now she's got to do the work outside right, of the world. Right, right, right. Now she's on her road. Because before she felt like she didn't yeah. need it. She was like, exactly. I did what I had yes. to do and I was justified. And I was like, oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Cannibalism? And yeah, uh, no. so now she's like, okay, I need to, to be better. And so that yeah. I get that. But the thing about that is because the people they're fighting are such kind of brutal too, I don't feel like that's going to really work out the way they want. 
Um, no, but I, I like that. The show always keeps me guessing. So, like, I really don't know where they're going to go with this. Are, are we, they going to be able to honor, you know, Marty's wishes? Are they going to slide back into what they're going to do? How is Octavia going to play into this? Because she was one of the, you know, the the most well, brutal and, right. you know. Well, we got to wrap this one up. We got to wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just want to say in 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 ending because this happened to you. For people who have not been watching the show or watched the show and abandoned it, and I'm usually not a proponent of this at all, but since it it worked for you, <laughs> I'm gonna say if you skip the last few seasons, it's okay. The with the time jump, as long as I I say as long as you watch maybe two or three episodes before the beginning of the season, just I to actually, kind of catch I up. Roll you didn't in. do that. Uh, no, but I thought you watched. No, didn't you watch? No, because no, you it. watched an entire season. I, you I watched, watched the season, entire. I watched part of season four, and then I got annoyed and angry at everybody again because it was terrible. And so then I was like, "Fine, I'm just going to start it." And so I just started the season, and it was. Wait, good. did you not watch the season with Dioza? Because you nope. you were you were like, not, "Oh, I love her." Did not. Oh well, whatever. So the I point is, that... I just started it. Season six, just go. If if you if you've seen any of the episodes, then if you've seen the first two seasons, then obviously you know, like you, then you can kind of get back into it. I mean, I, I really think it's a show that's a it's a small little show that's it's niche, and not a lot of people watch it, but it's it's definitely got good drama and good relationships. All right, we're gonna move on to another small little show. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about Veronica Mars, and it just got it's not a reboot; it's a continuation. It's about what five or six. Seven years since the movie, which we don't really want to count because the movie wasn't that great. But it's uh, season four of Veronica Mars. I only watched, I said two episodes, but I only watched the first one. So, but we can talk about the first two episodes for anybody who, has everybody here watched the first two? Uh, I've only seen the first one. I did. I've seen the first two. First First one. I saw the first two. Okay. So... I will quickly give my opinion, which was that uh, I loved the original Veronica Mars. I didn't love the movie. And what I felt about this, it was great to have Veronica back. She really feels like Veronica Mars. I just felt like the first episode was kind of slow. It was a very slow build. And by letting us know ahead of time that the explosion was going to happen at this hotel, it just made... It's just like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. So it made me a little impatient. Um, so I'm not sure if that was the best storytelling device to do that way. So, which is why I didn't watch the second episode, to be honest. Um, but I'm curious for those someone who has watched the first two. What did you think? I I thought it was pretty. Oh wait, who's going? I like. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Let let Peter go. Oh, I okay. I only saw the first episode, and I would agree. I thought the. The Kickstarter movie was okay. Um, I mean, really, honestly, I only really think the first season of Veronica Mars is really great. It's just that I really like the characters. I like Veronica and her dad. So because I like them so much, I'm always, like, coming back. And I thought the the premiere of season four, um, I like the place that she's at. I like the place that um, – oh, God, what is the, what's the father's name? Keith. Keith Mars, yeah. I, I really liked all of that, and it, it really just felt, like, so natural. Like, it just felt like, oh, yeah, of course, this is what they would be like 10, 15 years later or whatever. Like, so I love that. I felt like the plot, again, as set up by the by the premiere, 
um, there's a big explosion, and it works. I mean, it's nice to see Patton Oswalt. Although I will say, it did remind me that like one of the weaker elements I've always felt about Veronica Mars as a show is that while I do like the main cast, I've always thought that the, the town of Neptune and the divide between the rich, you know, the have and the have-nots, there's a lot of ancillary characters that I always feel come on the rich and the poor side that always come across as really one-dimensional, and this was no difference. Like, the, the rich kid who gets, like, they're, they're all just not interesting at all. Like, I mean, which is... Caricatures. Yeah, it's just yes. like, that's just the show, you well, know. Stereotypes. However... Like I love, I love that they have this weird cuss thing going yeah. on. That's cute. Yeah, that's great. So I mean, like as a fan of the show, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I would totally watch this and everything. So I have only seen the premiere, so I enjoyed it. But again, I, it's it's one of those things where it's like they they the things that I like about they show they kept, and the things I don't like about they show they've also kept. Um, <laughs> so, I, uh, so it's faithful. Oh no, Tom, go ahead, Tom. Tom. It's faithful. So that's why I've. I've I've seen all eight episodes. I will not what? spoil anything that's coming. Uh, I will say, however, that one of the things that does happen early on is that Logan proposes. Right. Yeah, that's in the pilot. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Logan proposes, and Veronica does not accept. And so that's kind of an interesting study where. What, what's fascinating is, and I, full disclosure, I know Jason Doring a little bit. We used to work out at the same gym, <laughs> and he's a good guy. And what's you're just as is, jacked as him. <laughs> I, I wish. Oh my god! When, when he does the Ursula Andress slash yes, Daniel yeah. Craig, oh yeah, the shot beach coming out of the water. That was hilarious. <laughs> but um, it's interesting that we kind of delve into. As, you know, Logan's had a really has a really good therapist that you'll actually get to meet eventually, and I'm not going to spoil that. But he's done some work on himself, so Logan actually is kind of the guy that Veronica always wanted him to be, and they're cohabitating. But she doesn't want him, right? Well, well, keep 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 watching. But the problem is, and and the thing he points out, you know, what people who go to therapy always do is take those lessons they've learned about themselves and extrapolate on their friends she's damaged <laughs> so damaged so damaged that she's not likable I, no. I really want to jump in here for a second because i've never watched the series so i i've been oh. quiet because um i'm really interested well i wanted to go kind of towards the end because i really wanted to hear what you guys had to say i'd heard so much about the show i've never seen so a minute of the show when it was on four yeah, whatever. I didn't see the movie. I've never seen the series. Aww, I don't know anything about the characters. No. Why start so, now? Well, well, because, you know, everybody made a big deal about it. And I was like, oh, no, this is the show I've always no, wanted to watch. Blah, no. blah, blah. blah. Watch it um, and if watch it's a it really now. good... I can't hear you, Libya. What? I was just saying you cannot watch it at season four. This is not a good, valid representation of the show. Well, that's my point. Because I literally was like, what is everyone talking about? I was like, she's so unlikable. I was like, the, the you know, the characters are all caricatures. I was like, she, I mean, at one point they have like angry sex. Like it's so distasteful. The teenage daughter who lost her father is 
just every stereotype of every teenage character that I absolutely hate on every show. But I think I might hate her in real life. Like, that's how much I hate her character. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I like, met her at a party, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I cannot like you. Your character is so unlikable on the show. It's bleeding. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Like, I just, it's, I can't. I, and what's really weird, though, is I watched three episodes because I'm ha- sort of hate watching it now at this point. And no, I thought, oh, go back yes. to you. Please, for the love of God, watch season one. Well, now that I'm hearing what you guys have said, I I may, you know, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I just wanted to bring a fresh perspective. I wanted to bring the uh, eyes of someone who has not watched the show and it doesn't have a fondness for the characters and doesn't know the blah, blah, blah. But just coming in as it is, it's she's really damaged and unlikable. Not damaged in a fun way. supposed to watch to come in at season four. That's not the point. Well, you came in and watched season six and you love the 100. So yeah, but I didn't go. skip season one. I watched the first two seasons. I'm sorry. Okay. Whatever. Is, if is she was anyone... really likable, I don't think I would have a problem. But I'm still watching it and I think I'm going to watch no, it No, you eight. should not. Stop it. Stop it. Maybe I should pick up on season four as no, hell. And so... No. <laughs> you have to watch season one of Veronica Mars. Oh, my God. Uh. And I'll, I will say one thing. I don't like the remix of the opening song. Oh, I think it's fine. Oh, I, I hate it. No, I don't like time it. Ago, we used to be friends and I. Oh, That's I what you're supposed to yeah. sing. I no, go ahead. Yeah, I agree. Oh, uh, Kyle, did you have any thoughts on season four? Did you watch season four at all? No, I've I seen a few episodes of season one in the movie, and that's all I've seen of the show. Oh, did you God. like it? Kyle, did you like the first few episodes of season one? No, because I'm not really a noir fan. So oh, that's interesting. You're not really a what now fan? Noir. You know, that kind of feel of the over. Feel noir. The, uh, yeah, know. but I'm trying to see. I was trying to imagine how that applied to Veronica Mars season one. And I was like, Meh? but OK. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really liked the first episode of Veronica Mars. So but hopefully it will get better from there. I thought I thought it was fine. OK. <laughs> Uh, next up, we're going to talk years and years. When I say we, I mean other people than me. Allison, do you love this show as much as I do? Um, probably not. Um, oh! I, I enjoy it. I, en- no, <laughs> I enjoy it. I think that there there's a lot of good things about it. My problem is that I think there are too many family members who I don't like and who, who are just outright unlikable and, and who are even even the best of them really come off as being incredibly stupid frequently so like the architects of their own downfall kind of and um so it 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 kind of inhibits my enjoyment of the show overall i like the concept and there are some interesting ideas and a lot of things that seem to to be you know i won't say price it because i mean we're right in the midst of of terrible things right now and that's Mm -hmm. that's what caused it to to be written as such but i think i think the predictive quality is uh, sort of frighteningly legitimate um i just wish i i i like the characters more than i do because i they they seem unpleasant and thick-witted uh Mm. too often for me to really get into it so but i yeah (laughs) so the the purpose is the show british family uh two sons two daughters the uh, the mother has has been dead before the show opens, and they're 
the 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 maternal grandmother is very close to everyone. Uh, the oldest, the older of the two boys is works in finance. The younger one, played by Russell Tovey. Uh, what does he do exactly, Allison? I couldn't figure out exactly what he. I think I mean it's Re- some executive position, but I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. The didn't older focus on it that much. The older sister is a broadcast journalist, and the younger sister is disabled and uh, makes a living, makes an honest living rather than just doing off the state. But uh, it takes. Well, place she's a the, caterer. She's a caterer. Oh, she's a caterer. But it's set in the not too distant future, and bad things happen, like Trump gets a second term, and he's succeeded by Pence, and. Meanwhile, there's this kind of oh, and uh, before I can he never watch office, this show. I'm sorry. Before he leaves office, Trump <laughs> Trump nukes a Chinese held island off the coast, where the older sister was nearby doing a story. So she's been exposed to radiation, but she's sick. But we don't know the extent of her radiation sickness, and she lies to family members about it. And then uh, Russell Tovey's character meets a refugee who's being who fled his country and he falls in love for the guy and ditches his own husband and the ex-husband I mean, well, I mean you don't have to tell us all the details of the show i'm just, I, I'm I'm just, just talking it's about very the, very soap opera this, it, this it, is the pilot it is it sounds like the, the feel-good show of the year i know i'm like <laughs> i don't know if i want any more details i'm like why are you watching this? The, what is it about the show that's making you want to watch the show i don't want i, want, I don't want it's all the interesting details. It, it's interesting because it, it shows us where we could go if the world keeps on this trajectory oh i forgot to mention that dame emma thompson plays a female Trump-like British politician. You mean like Boris that we have now? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. She goes, she's interviewed on a talk show and somebody, they ask her about different world situations and her answer is F them. (laughs) And the broadcast, you know, the journalist is like, you can't say that on TV. It's like, well, I just did. It kind of rockets her to notoriety and she makes a political career out of it. The thing Mm -hmm. is, she comes off sort of like a a distaff Trump, except that she's she is infinitely smarter than and And, more calculating than he is. It's like, you know, she's she's her own puppet master over this persona that she's created rather than being used by others. And uh, in the most recent episode, they kind of reveal what's beneath all of this. Uh, the the rot that's that's underneath this this populist exterior. So, so qu- question: Are you telling us we should watch the show, or is this show going to depress us? It might depress you. It's both, really. <laughs> I mean, I you know, for all the, I, I I like I said, I don't care for the characters, um, unfortunately. But uh, I think the show is still interesting enough on its own. To actually give it a, a go and watch it. And also, you know, this is, it's created by Russell T. Davis. So as down as this sounds, there's actually a lot of humor in it as well. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we're at the penultimate. There's been, what, two episodes or God, maybe three episodes since the last time we talked on the podcast. And the, all the problems I had with, the show before, which was Fitzsimmons in space, is now resolved because they're not in space anymore. Thank God. And now the team's together. And what the biggest change is when the team, when Sarge's team went against him and then they tried to fight uh, Azel on their own because 
he was actually being a bad leader. And now without his team, he's kind of lost. He doesn't really know who he is or what's going on. And all these memories start coming back. And so now I feel like I almost have an idea of how they're going to kind of bring Coulson sort of back. Mm -hmm. But not like, I'm not exactly sure how they're, well, I sort of, I see how they're going to do it. But I like the ambiguity of he's got these two different personalities fighting within himself. And he has to figure out who he's going to be. And I think that's to me, is the most interesting story of all the other stuff that's happening. Izel is okay as a villain. Yeah, she's all right. What do you guys think? Well, you know, I, I kind of think, I wish that we would have um, started here earlier in the season. Um, yeah. There haven't been that many episodes. Preach! We needed to start here because now is coming alive for me. Um, I was I felt it was very disjointed previous episodes up until we finally got to this storyline. I'm like, okay, now I get it. Um and I said now I'm starting to really get invested. Yeah, and then uh, so and then it's the finale next week. Right? I know. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be. But um I, I'm liking uh, here's what I do like. Um I, I like now we're seeing more emotions come out of Melinda May. Yeah. Who I love her. I love everything she does. And now I, I think that this is a good time to see uh, an, an emotional arc for her. Um, I'm finding it interesting, Colson and, and Clark Gregg getting a chance to play some different elements than he's played in all of the seasons of S.H.I.E.L.D. So right. I'm enjoying watching him as an actor have some fun with it. Um, I'm just hoping, well, I mean, we got the season finale coming up next. So I'm like, okay, I guess it's over. But um, it, it, this past episode this week has been my favorite of the season thus far. Yeah, I can see that because you see, you finally get to see Coulson a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you see a weird mix of Sarge and Coulson together. And it's mm-hmm. really satisfying to see that. But I don't yeah. know if I'd say the only, I don't know if you you still needed him to be fully Sarge at the beginning mm-hmm. to get the appreciation of mm-hmm. the mix. But what I don't think you needed was all that time with Fitzsimmons in space. Like that was I unnecessary. Agree. I agree. Uh, Tom, you're well, we haven't and given up on the space thing. We've on forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, your thoughts? What did you think of the episode? I, I haven't seen Friday night's episode yet. I I was doing catch up, but. I'm I'm with Aaron. Aaron pegged it. They should have started the season here instead of those interminable, you know, everybody separated in space. <laughs> We've still got the outer space stuff. They they tacked that on at the end. Yeah, and I didn't care at us, all. Oh yes, there's stuff happening in space, and we're supposed to care about it. Yeah, um, do not which care. I didn't, but nevertheless, it was like, oh right, that's happening. Some, I guess that's going to be next year. I don't know. But um, yeah, the 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 interesting thing, of course, you know, is all the Sarge stuff. Although, I mean, it's predictable. As soon as they said what you know what the deal was with how he looks like Coulson and all of that, I was like, oh, great, right? And then the Coulson identity has to eventually overcome the other identity. Well, I don't think that it's going to overcome it. Um, I think that they're going to do an interesting mix. I think that's where they're going for. I think. Well, I think that it has to become. He has to dominate the the alienness mm-hmm. of the other guy in order to be, a, you know, at least not dangerous to everyone. Well, so I there don't has even to think be he's that. that dangerous now. I think now he's 
because the whole point of this episode was he was trying to kill himself. He was trying to sacrifice himself to save everyone. And right, but no... that was as as Daisy said that that was something that Coulson would do. That's true. Sarge That's wouldn't what... do that. Yeah, right. That was something that she believed was what you know made him Coulson, uh, and and her not want to kill him. So right, That's I think true. that was. All right, well, I think we're all liking the show, at least right now. <laughs> Maybe not at the beginning of the season, but right now we are. So, thumbs up. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Killjoys, and it's had two episodes this season. And they've been very bizarre episodes this season, because nobody has their memory. Everybody thinks they're a false personality, and I was actually a little confused. Because the story arc has actually... Because around season two or three... The stories didn't end at at the season. It was very much like one big story that uh-huh. just continues. And when this season yeah. started, I was like, "Wait, what's going on? What just happened? Did, wait, what?" Like I was, and they did not conveniently have a previously on, so I didn't remember what happened last season. Um, and so the story just started, and I was really yeah, they did pretty much. Did they? I didn't see it. I didn't see the previous one. It, yeah, it, no, you know what? You got season, confused because the, remember when we watched the first season premiere. episode? The season premiere. You, we ended up you you turned on the you turned on the first premiere episode of the season previous, and we saw the previously on for the fourth season. So that's All why right. you got really confused. Yeah, but the, well, anyway, I was lost. Fifth season the, had a previously on that was pretty substantial. It did. It did. Well, I still was lost. Whatever. As uh, as much as I hate the trope of everybody thinks there's somebody else and it's not true, I'm over that trope. I got to admit, they did find a way to put a, a fresh spin on it, but I'm still over that trope. <laughs> well, so, I, I, yeah, I was I was really you know hoping that they would dispense with it as soon as they could, and they and sort they of did. did. But then they well, except that you know they um, they they turned one character around again at the end of it, and which I was not thrilled with. Um, Zeph, you know, gets caught in the rain. It's like you know, it's supposed to start. But I thought, at, I, I thought, but I thought, and I was also confused because I thought that was the whole point of the inhibitor. She had an inhibitor. Why did the rain work? What's the point of the inhibitor if if all you have to do is get in the rain and then your memories are gone I again? I think that's like a shock thing. I don't think it. I, I'm not sure. I I think it 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 doesn't last. I think that's like a catalyst to like bring you back. But if you get caught in the rain again, you're just going to get rebrainwashed. Oh. It was more like a short circuiting device. I I think that's you know yeah. the shock of it all. I don't think it was like a it's something that's supposed to be chronic or not chronic but steady throughout. I uh, think it was more of a, a break. Yeah, because they he, actually I, showed the one on John falling off after exactly. after he got up. So yeah, yeah. So I, I do want to just say this though, in light of what uh, everyone was saying about agents, which I I agree with, is uh, and and Allison kind of alluded to this. Yes, they are kind of going back to it, but I I, I give them props because I thought, oh dear God, please don't give me half a season of them not knowing who they are. Like yeah. that would have been annoying. That would have been my Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in space, you know, episodes. Um, so for me, I give them points for at least, you know, two is enough, uh, you know, and like you said, uh, but then they, you know, they're bringing Zeph back, but I don't know, maybe maybe she'll get it back again quick, quickly, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't mind because so, it's really annoying and especially because this is the final season. I don't want them running around as other identities when you're supposed yeah, to be wrapping the whole series exactly. up. Exactly. No, I agree. I agree. So 
I mean, two episodes in, and they got their memories back. So I, I don't mind it. And then I actually didn't mind. I thought it was, uh, I, you know, I thought it was. I don't, uh, you know, this. I agree with the whole it's a trope thing, but I thought they did it well, and, and they did it in the stereotypical Killjoy's way with a lot of humor, and, and you know, it was kind of funny. And I, I, um, so I didn't mind. Go ahead. I will say that my biggest moment that I loved was the end where you have Klein. And he's talking to the lady, and she's like, well, you're going to make a choice. Uh, do you want to save your daughter or your grandson? And I was like, oh, yeah, Jack is his grandson. And right. and I forgot about that. And I was like, oh, that's absolutely true. And he's like, you know my answer. And I was like, oh, that would suck that you'd have <laughs> to make that choice. And I, I really like that moment because I love Klein so much. It's so crazy to think about the character – that was the villain for the first season or so, and he's now like my favorite character. I love him. I even liked him as the villain, though. I thought he yeah, was I thought really he was a great villain. Yeah, he's a great yeah. villain. But yeah. I absolutely yeah. love Klein, and I want to see how he's going to figure out how to get out of this. Like, because you can yeah. tell by the look at his face, he's like, "Okay, I'm choosing my daughter, but I got to figure out a way to save my grandson now." Like, what the heck am I going to yeah. do? Um, yeah. So that was. Great. I don't. I don't like the I don't like the lady like anymore. I thought she was great um, up until and you know that they got rid of her and I thought oh great new villain new season where are we going with this you know what I mean um, and I don't know again she was in a petulant child and then she switched skins and now she's in a slightly older she's person a I guess now yeah yeah now she's a teenage like what I don't need any of that and and um, she's not as interesting I thought it was way more interesting when she didn't have a you know a corporeal a body, body. Right. she just was this essence and this thing, you know, it was more mysterious. It was more menacing. Now she's yeah, just her, her little screaming fits just don't work for me either. No. Yeah. So I don't, I don't love this season yet, but I, I love the show. So, I mean, I'm fine with all of it, but you know, I am, and I will be very sad when the se- when the show's over, but this definitely doesn't start for me as like, Oh, this is going to be a great season or this is the best season, which is fine. I mean, I will see how they end. Hopefully they'll do a better job than Game of Thrones. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I knew it. <laughs> Never going to let that go. <laughs> to my grave. All right. Let, let's, let's talk about our last show. So next up, we're going to talk about The Boys. Yes. And uh, this is the new show that's launched by Amazon starring Carl, Carl Urban. And it's the idea of what if superheroes were corrupted and worked for corporations, which are apparently inherently corrupt. And then you have a group of guys who are trying to go up against the superheroes, but everything's against them because the superheroes are basically celebrities. And you basically are seeing it through the eyes of two characters, a brand new superhero called Starlight and a regular guy, IT guy, whose fiance gets killed through collateral damage of a superhero. And then he joins the humans that want to take all the superheroes down. And it's kind of like you're coming. What I like is both groups get pretty much equal time. And you have eyes to come through and see both sides. So everybody go through and tell me what you thought. Well, I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. You know, I didn't read the Garth Ennis comic book, but he also penned Preacher. And so... Uh I thought that this was, what I loved about this is that old quote, heroes are made, not born. And I feel like this show really encapsulates that. Um, I love every moment of it. I was sold when 
the truck crashed into Queen Maeve. I was told <laughs> from that very moment on. And I, and I love, I mean, the casting, I think it's fantastic. Anthony Starr as Homelander, um, Elizabeth Shue as Madeline Stilwell, and my boy, Tomer Capone, I think I said that right. Well, as how, do you know, how do you know him from, what was he from? Um, I've seen him in, in like some other movies, okay. but um, when I went to the panel. Oh, the okay. And so I come oh, you were at the panel for the boys? Yeah. I was in there too. So yeah, so when I went and and I got to hear him speak, I looked him up. He Frenchie's my boy, and I, <laughs> I love him. this is my boy. So I want to see him go all the way through to however long, however many seasons they have with this. But you know, I binge watched the whole thing. I'm not going to talk about oh, the whole wow. thing. But here's what I love that they do: they don't meander. The story keeps moving Good. and yeah. moving. The story arcs are continuing to grow. Things get revealed at the right time. And in an eight episode arc, I think that they did something that I wish most other shows would take note on. How do you run eight, eight episodes and tell a full story and leave me with a cliffhanger like, what the heck just happened? So I'm a major fan of this show now. All right. Cool. Uh, Tom, you go ahead. Um, I would... I, mean, I will second most of what Aaron said. Uh, you know, I've never really seen Jack Quaid in anything. He's he was Jack. the guy who killed Rue in Hunger Games. Yes. You know, I did not. Oh, I, didn't know was, I didn't know his true identity, but he's good as Huey. And yeah. uh, as is, I yes. can't think of uh, the actress's name who plays Starlight. Aaron Moriarty. Yeah. Aaron Moriarty. Aaron Moriarty. She's, she's also good. Uh, Elizabeth Shue's character was a guy in the comic books. They gender flipped yes. him. Yeah, was a guy. But man, all these people are, well, the heroes, they're terrible. <laughs> they're just awful people. I mean, it's all about appearances and Money. the rev Yes. The, the revelation that um, as, as soon as the, the mayor of Baltimore tries to blackmail Elizabeth Shue, you knew that wouldn't get in with. Now, you it do. wasn't her fault that what that Homelander has a crush on her, used his super hearing, and decided to take matters into his own hands. But still, good lord, I mean, this is like... It, it, I, I'm looking forward to... I haven't read the comic book. I'm actually teaching superhero cinema this fall. Wow. I look forward to uh, seeing how season one plays out and checking out the source material. But I like the fact, I, I'm encouraged by the fact that Aaron said that it's tightly plotted because so many of these shows spin, I mean, yes, you have to do some table setting, but you could actually set the table while you're in motion. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, a lot of these shows don't know that. I, I want uh, Peter to talk next because I know his opinion is different than everybody else's. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Really? Peter? Ah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's not kidding. Well, go ahead. Well, I'm sort of, eh. well, look, I'll say this. I hated it, um, but I, <laughs> but, 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 but I had a conversation with Libya right after I watched it. And look, I'm, I'm no, there is, there is something to be said for, you know, you, you see a trailer for something, you hear about something and you have a certain expectation of it. And I'm not above that like anybody else. And so when I saw the trailer for this, I am not a fan of Kick-Ass. I'm not a fan of any of that Mark Miller white guy. Like, I really can't stand like that stuff. However, so oh wait, so so when the opening, so in the scene where Huey loses his girlfriend, wow, fiance, that's one way of putting it. Yeah. It's a very good. It's a very good scene 
But I kept, it was hard for me not to see the optics of this. And I was like, okay, so like the superhero guy is black. And then later in the show, we see that he's at a bar and he's just laughing and being an idiot. And you have this, you know, disheveled white guy who doesn't have a lot of money. And I was just like, really? I was like, I really can't. I don't like, again, I don't like the Mark Miller stuff. Like, I don't even like Kingsman that much either. There's something about that aesthetic of poor white guy thing that drives me crazy. So in the pilot for this, we our hero is the white guy and the blonde naive girl. And I'm like, really? I'm like, this is the show? Like, now, Libya has told me that she has met the cast, and it's, it's much more diverse than that. Um, so there's absolutely the potential that as the show goes on, it'll balance it out. Um, I don't know. I, I guess also the problem I, I was having is that like, it feels very much like it wants to be satire in the vein of uh, ro- like Paul Verhoeven, like RoboCop or Starship Troopers or whatever. That's a really tricky thing to pull off. If you don't pull it off right, like there's a lot of people I know that hate Starship Troopers because they don't see it as satire. And so like if you don't get the joke, it doesn't work. So I I totally get that that's a hard thing to do. And thankfully, I will say this, the show has Carl Urban, who I think was great in Dread. And Dread is one of the most more recent movies we've gotten that I think does balance that Verhoeven like violence, but it's also kind of a satire. And I think Carl, Carl Urban knows how to play it. And he's great. He's very good. Like he he has a thing where I just feel like 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 Libya noted. He's always kind of lying about his background, and I'm always like, well, what, what's with this guy? So I definitely think he's good. Um, I don't know though. Like for me, I wasn't laughing, and I wasn't and I wasn't engaged narratively. I did think the scene where the girl dies. Of course, it's very horrible. It's like that would be terrible to go through. Like what an awful experience. Oh, also as a side note, if I can just sound petty. Um, I'm very, very sound petty. Um, the costumes are terrible. Like, <laughs> like I again, if you're going for satire, it's fine. Like, it, like with Kickass and stuff, it's like it's fine if the outfits are really just lame. Because everything about this aesthetic, I was like, ah, oh, this like just looks lame and ugly and like not engaging. However, look, that's the point though. Yeah, but that's, that's I don't think it's supposed to be satire, Peter. I think it's it's well, more deconstructionist. Like five minutes. To, wait, so you're wait, 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 wait. So, Tom, you're saying you don't think it's satire. I'm not, I think there's a hint of it. I think there's a pinch of it. I think it could be I like, like, cause I, 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 I got the idea that it was black satire. And I, I have to yeah. say, I'm sort of in, in the middle here because I, I enjoyed it a lot. I did. I, I really, really liked it. I, th- I, I, I thought parts of it were really funny. Other parts were really very, you know, satirically Shocking. edged and, yeah, um, and, 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 you know, brutal as they were supposed to be. But I think that there's something to be said for the optics because I got that too. Um, when, when the first villain villain that we're, we're presented with, the one who, who kills his girlfriend is a black guy and the, the wholesome, good, sweet, naive member of the seven is this, this shiny white, blonde, blue eyed, Right, yeah. Midwesterner. Um, Midwesterner. I mean, really, you know, corn-fed. The whole. I mean, every every cliche you can think of. That it, you know, all I could think of was, wow, couldn't they have cast that a little more creatively? Um, <laughs> I, I think they were also. 
they're also trying to go for like the the um beauty pageant type of girl analogy there yeah i mean but that's but if that's the case you know she shouldn't be the one who were whose eyes we're supposed to see through she's she isn't the one who's uh, fate we're supposed to worry about. She should be, you know, another another terrible uh, hero who does. But she was like the naive has, one. Has the image, but doesn't actually live up to it. Because all the rest are like that. Um, you know, they, they're the image, but they don't live up to it. And right. I think that was that was what I loved about the show. Really, was that it's presenting. You know, if we really had superheroes, they'd be terrible people because they have the power to do whatever they want. So they'd most likely be psychopaths, and and the only thing controlling them would be like you know corporate greed. Uh, so I that I I really enjoyed about it. But yeah, I do agree that some of it was a little bit dodgy. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, wait, 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 wait! I wanted Kyle to speak real quick because he hadn't talked about it. Yeah. So what I what I liked was we've been so conditioned to think of the superheroes as like the good guys that it was like so shocking every time. Like you shouldn't have been surprised after a while, but even like first you get the guy who's like uh, translucent who's hiding in the bathroom and peeping at people. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have people like just killing people, like uh, and like taking care of the mayor there and so every time something like that happened it's just like shocking that you're not expecting it because these are supposed to be the good guys but then i like this whole twist on like how she's even like offering the mayor oh you'll get some points on the merchandise and so everything's all about the merchandising and making money off of these superheroes yeah i agree I, I, i and I will say I get what you guys are saying about the optics, but I think that if you watch past the pilot, uh, I've seen the first two episodes, so that's all I can talk about. Right. I, I just the uh, the first major black character, like good guy black character, shows up in episode three. Uh, a guy named mm-hmm. Mother's Milk, Mother's played Milk. by Laz Alonzo, um, yeah. and he's a really good guy. Um, yeah. I really like him. I just want to jump in for a second because as a woman and as a minority, um, I can also kind of see what you're saying, especially since you just like laid it out there. So I can't disagree. First of all, it's your opinion. So, you know, you're absolutely entitled to it. And it, and I agree. I can see how it could be that way, but it did not come off yeah. that way to me at all. Yeah, I and I, I can be pretty I, I tend to I tend to be pretty sensitive about it, and I don't mean overly sensitive. I, I should say I'm my antennas are up. Let's put it that way. So um, I'm not a Pollyanna about it, but so I can agree that it could be seen that way. And it's interesting that you guys saw it that way, but it did not affect me in that way at all. And yeah. and also like Libya said, I was I'm willing. Sure, on the surface, again, not not you know not to sound offensive. On the surface, you could take it that way, but I was willing to you know keep the let the show show me more characters. You know, because right, there's think there's a there's an Asian woman that shows up. There's an yeah. Asian woman in yeah, the cast. Like, yeah, she's awesome. Exactly. Yes, yeah. So yeah. I saw her. I, yeah, I saw the cast list and the photos, and and then I and I was interested to see, oh, how are they going to play an Asian lady? And um, she didn't show up in the pilot, so then or the first two episodes, which I saw two episodes. So I I was fine with that because I was like, oh, okay, well they're going to give us other shades, they're going to get literally other colors, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, on the surface, but I think 
as a pilot, it's hard to, you know, prove everything. You know what I mean? We're going to be super inclusive. We're going to be super this. We're going to be this. I mean, they have to establish so many things, you know, in terms of tone and story and characters and blah, 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 blah. Um, And so be- maybe because I knew that there were they were definitely going to introduce more, uh, you know, more people, uh, you know. So I won't focus on that as much. But I will say... I'm a little bit more middle of the road, but not really. I think I really enjoyed the show. And I won't belabor the points because all of you guys made the points. But I will say this. Beyond the gritty feel and look of it, um, the, you know, the the special effects were stunning for, like, you know, the, the I don't know, the girlfriend exploding. I don't know how else to explain it. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to use these words, but it was like breathtaking to see, like, you know, she obliteration agrees. out of a human being, you know, in slow motion. I mean, does that make you sound like a serial killer? Like, oh, it's beautiful. I loved every moment of it. Like, but it was. It was like, what a what a viewpoint. And, you know, and, and visually, the you know, you want to talk optics. It just, it was really interesting to watch. And I knew immediately, oh, it's going to be this kind of a show um you know and then and then the the cherry on the ice again i'm gonna sound like a serial killer after i say this <laughs> but the, the end of that scene with him holding her, her, her what's hands, left of her arms <laughs> you know, i just was like oh like but in a good way i was like that was brilliant you know um i mean it was gut punching you know what i mean so i was disgusted by it guys i really was i was appalled <laughs> we don't know if we believe you but also visually, I thought, oh, they're not pulling punches here. You know what I mean? So I thought immediately it's at the right, not the right tone, but a tone for me. And I will say this much. Maybe this will make me sound less like a serial killer. Um, I actually couldn't watch more than two episodes. As much as I enjoyed the show, it was, it's hard. It's harsh. It's like, you know, they're completely demystifying and, and you know, tearing down, you know, the, the, the superheroes. Yeah, the deconstructing and the and the you know the me te- me too stuff and the this and the, I mean all of it. They just hit every button and they do it in a really gritty way, both visually and narratively. And so I was kind of done after two episodes. I was like, whew! I was like, good stuff, but I need a break. You I know. Need a break. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I really really did enjoy the show visually. I, I, I've actually got to agree with you because you know when the show starts, they have that little warning thing yeah. about all the little you know the nudity and language. We're not kidding people (laughs) i was was actually by the time i got to the second episode i was so relieved that it did not include rape yes like oh thank you yeah yeah Yeah. well the first one did basically you know what i mean i was looking at that and going uh and by the time and you know you know i i was really very very happy when that was wasn't showing up in the second episode but i think that uh by the time you get to like episode four the ambiguity of the superheroes because you basically get to see the shades of yes, they're bad guys, but they're shades of those bad guys. Yeah, and some of them. Exactly what I was yeah, and I was some like, of them are right. Some of them are just yeah. kind of in it for the corporate greed, and some right. of them are yeah. straight up psychopaths. And, right. And some of them you can tell used to be good people, and they yeah. just kind of got worn down. And so yeah. I really like those different shades and the way yeah. that they portrayed those characters. And I, I thought it was fantastic. And then yeah. you get flashback to Carl Urban and you actually get to find out his story, like what's going on with him, why he is the way he is. Yeah. And all that stuff is necessary and they do a really good job. You just, 
Yeah. You just, I just don't want you to judge it off the first episode. It's an also, incomplete picture. I will yeah. say, does anybody know why is it, I mean, from the pilot, so I can't, just from the pilot, why is it called The Boys? That's the name it's, of the yeah, comics. It's a horrible name. It's a horrible name it for a that's, that's, that's the name of Carl Urban's group. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know. It's also a horrible name for his group. Yeah, because they're the boys. You were saying Carl Urban's vigilante group can have no women? Is that what you're saying? Well, there is a woman, and, and her, she is called the female. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. they do right. call her the female. <laughs> That's true. I, I just realized that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the vigilante guys are called the boys, and then mm-hmm. the superheroes are called the seven. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's still go. stupid. Yeah, I'm I not look, saying I it's brilliant. <laughs> I will agree yeah. with that. Um, it is based off the book. The, the the big scene where his girlfriend is obliterated by uh, a is it a train? Is that yeah, the guy? A train? Yeah. Like that's a great scene. In fact, that scene makes me feel like that was the pitch. It was like we have yeah. this scene. Like yeah. it's like yeah, that's a really yeah. good scene. Like well, uh, it, it, it is a graphic a, a graphic novel. So that you know, yeah, it's it's easier to pitch something when you have IP. I, I even love his name. I think his name is hilarious. You know, that he's like the speedster and his name is the A-Train. Like, that just made me laugh every time they said A-Train. I was like, ha, ha, ha. I mean, I'm from New York. Yeah. And there is an A-Train. So, like, and it is an express train. So, like, it just, it just these tiny little things made me, I was like, you know, there's definitely a satire. There's satire in there. You, you can't not think that there's not satire in there. His name is A-Train. You know yeah. what I mean? All right. We got to wrap um, this up, guys. We got to wrap this up. So I'm saying... Oh, quick question, though. Okay. Wait, real quick question. Is this the first time that we've ever seen Carl... Car, am, am I wrong? Because he's from New Zealand. Is he speaking in his native accent? He is. He Pretty is. Pretty much, yeah. I've never heard I don't him. I think he is, anything. actually, because it sounds more like a Cockney to me than, than uh, a New Zealand No, it's well, Australian. It sounds Australian it, to me. I, yeah, I, I think it's probably I thought at first it was like Cockney also, but then I was like, that's a terrible Cockney. And then I thought, I'm going to give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt and, and say, he must be doing Australian. And then I was like, remembered that he was New Zealander. And I was like, maybe it's a Kiwi accent. I was like, I have no idea what accent he's doing. So that's <laughs> why, you know, he's been around so long. It may be that his, just, his own accent is just floated. So right. it is elements of little bits of. Yeah. Here, yeah. There. Okay. Just question. Just an a- just a curiosity because right. I really don't think I've ever heard him speak with that accent before. All yeah. right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, I'm gonna say overall, everybody's giving it a thumbs up, and so you should give it a shout. Yes. I said yes. overall. Yes. I did. Say- <laughs> <laughs> I said overall. So, if you guys have any questions or comments, you leave them at tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. Listen to us at getthepointradio.com, Radio, Weednopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.